Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I am Ryan Warmly, joined today by Pat Fitzmorris and Andrew Erickson. Fellas, we have arrived. It is NFL opening night tonight. This is the first of our weekly shows that we're going to be doing all year long. Thursdays is going to be must-start players and must-sit players. We're giving you two shows for the price of one here. And one of those shows will be live every Thursday morning. So be sure to be following us on Fantasy Pros Twitter, where you can get exclusive access to the show right off the bat to start off your Thursday mornings. Guys, we are jumping in. We're going to start today with the must-starts here for Week 1. And Erickson, we will start with you on your must-start running backs in Week 1. All right, so number one, Jamal Williams. You know, it's looking like with Alvin Kamara not playing due to suspension, Kendra Miller's banged up with a hamstring injury. We're looking at Jamal Williams seeing potentially an 80, 90, dare I say 100% snap share for the New Orleans Saints against the Tennessee Titans. Now, I know the Titans have a good run defense. They're very strong against the run last year, but... When you have a running back playing every single down, every single snap, who has shown in past stints, especially with the Green Bay Packers, that he can be used in the receiving game. Before last year, the Lions kind of neutralized his receiving ability. He had caught 25 passes in each of his first five NFL seasons. So you have touchdown upside with Jamal Williams. You have receiving upside. He's not the greatest running back, but the situation that he is in, I just think kind of makes him a super high floor play in week one and where you drafted him probably eighth ninth tenth round if you're trying to fill one of these holes from one of your studs that you drafted that's not going to be available in week one i think jamal williams is that perfect plug and play guy at running back whether it's running back two or your flex spot so i like jamal williams a lot my next guy is rashad white for the Tampa Bay buccaneers i think that this game in the dome in minnesota could be a sneaky shootout so with rashad white possessing skills in the passing game. I think that Baker Mayfield's going to be running for his life, and that means check down passes to Rashad White. You know, the reason why Kareem Hunt was so good, maybe it's because of Baker Mayfield, because he's always targeting the running back position because he doesn't go through his reads. If Mike Evans, Chris Godwin are covered, I think Rashad White could rack up a decent amount of receptions while the Buccaneers play catch-up against a high-powered Minnesota Vikings offense. And then lastly, it's Khalil Herbert for me. Again, another running back that you may not have drafted as a starter, but the Packers were atrocious against the run last year, 31st in DVOA, and I'm not really sure the additions they've made during the offseason have really made it. Okay, this is now a tough run defense to go against. I think that remains to be seen. So I'm just going to go with, okay, Khalil Herbert, he is the starting running back for the Chicago Bears. Every time he gets 13 or more touches, he puts up RB1 fantasy numbers. So for me, he's actually faced this Joe Barry defense before. It was back in 2021. 97 rushing yards on 19 carries. So I think that he can take advantage of this Green Bay Packers run defense. So Khalil Herbert, Jamal Williams, and Rashad White are my three running back starts this week. Yeah, I think they're all good picks. I really want to highlight Jamal Williams. He's currently in the expert consensus rankings. This is for week one, not the draft ranking still. Jamal Williams is RB25. This is in half PPR. I think that's way too low. I think what we given what we would expect from the volume out of him in this backfield this week, like you highlighted, maybe even a 100% snap share. 
I don't know that there's 15 running backs that I would have ahead of him for this week specifically. That will obviously change as the season goes on. But right now, given what that backfield looks like, I think he's like fairly likely to get a touchdown. I think he's going to get work in the passing game. I, like, Why is he so low that he's not even an RB2 in the rankings this week, Erickson? I don't know. And I was in a guillotine league last night and I drafted Jabal Williams as my RB2 for this exact matchup because I'm like, I cannot get cut this week. Who's going to save me when I punt it off running back? Jamal Williams. So it, he's gonna it be is a tough matchup week. against the Titans. Like they're not like an easy run defense, but yeah, I, I don't get it. Volume is king and he's going to get all the volume quickly fits. Who's your favorite out of Williams, Rashad White or Khalil Herbert? Uh, Rashad White. Really like him. I mean, yeah. he's got, we know he's going to be heavily involved in the passing game. And, um, you know, I think there's rushing upside, too. We're going to run through some who should I start using the who should I start tool, which is free to use at fantasypros.com slash start. It's a player comparison tool. And every time we discuss where these percentages between a couple of different players, we'll be referencing that tool. Again, you can find that at fantasypros.com slash start. So very quickly here, Erickson, I'll give you one for each of these players. Jamal Williams or Isaiah Pacheco? Who are you starting? I'm going to go with Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams only getting 36% of that vote, actually. Uh, Rashad White or James Conner? I'm going to go with Rashad White. He's getting 77%, so the experts agree with you there. And then Khalil Herbert or James Cook in week one? Khalil Herbert for me. Khalil Herbert only getting 35% of the vote there. Fitz, give me your three must-start running backs in week one. Well, so many things in the NFL change season to season, Ryan, except for the ineptitude of the Houston Texans run defense. (laughs) That is a constant. Every year without fail, the Texans run defense is a complete sieve. Uh, Last year, Houston gave up a league high 141.8 rushing yards per game to running backs, 5.2 yards per carry to running backs, and a league high 22 rushing touchdowns to running backs. Uh, The Ravens are big home favorites in this one. It's going to be a run-friendly game script for Dobbins, so uh, you don't have to think too hard about putting him in your starting lineup. Raheem Mostert for the Dolphins. I mean, we've got Jeff Wilson on IR. Rookie Devon A-Chain is coming off a shoulder injury. Mostert knows Mike McDaniel's system. They worked together in Miami last year and before that in San Francisco when McDaniel was the running game coordinator. Um, And the Chargers gave up the second most rushing yards to running backs last season. That game is going to be a shootout. It's got a Vegas total of 51 points, so we're going to see some touchdowns. Hopefully Mostert gets at least one. And uh, Brian Robinson... Another just real good spot should be a run-friendly game script for the Commanders as seven-point home favorites against the lowly Cardinals. Uh, Arizona gave up the third most fantasy points to running backs last year. I mean, we know the Cardinals are going to be lousy. I mean, uh, you know, are they even trying to win? No, they're not tanking. Wink, wink. All right. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've been sh- I've been shouting from the rooftops all offseason, of course, about J.K. Dobbins. So I don't need to rehash that here. I will just say it's going to take something fluky like getting stuffed on fourth down or him going down at the one for him to not score a touchdown in this game. Like this is the type of game that they're just going to run all over the Texans. And Dobbins is going to be a huge beneficiary of that. Raheem Mostert is somebody that. Didn't really get a ton of shine, you know, throughout draft season. Obviously, it was late in draft season that Jeff Wilson went down. They have the rookie, you know, day two pick in Devon A-Chain. But Mostert, when healthy, great fit in the offense. Like you said, it's a really high-scoring game. I think he might be a little undervalued here, too. He's actually one spot behind Jamal Williams. He's RB26 and half PPR. Is that too low, Fitz? It is too low. 
I mean, yes, Mostert is old and gets hurt a lot. So those are issues when you're drafting him. But in season one, when he hasn't played any games yet and he's completely healthy, there are no issues. Like he's he's a much better – I have him much higher in my week one rankings than I did in my draft rankings. Erickson, I assume you have Dobbins the highest of these three, but out of Mostert or Robinson, which of Fitz's must-start running backs do you like better? I think it's Mostert for me, again – you know, with these injury prone players that we were down on in draft season, this is when you want to play them. Like, because you're not going to have this opportunity later in the year when they're not healthy. So if you drafted them with the discount injury in mind, you got to play them while they're healthy. Like that's the thesis of the play of taking these guys at the discount. So if you don't take advantage of it now, you're going to be, you you wasted the pick essentially. Some quick, who should I start here? Fitz, JK Dobbins or Jameer Gibbs? I have to go Gibbs. It very it's very close. It's actually one of the closest ones we have the whole show. Gibbs fifty two percent, Dobbins forty eight percent, according to the experts. So that's kind of a coin flip there. Raheem Mostert or Javante Williams? Oh, Mostert. We just don't know what Javante's workload is going to be. They say it's going to be substantial, but who knows what they're really planning? Mostert's getting about two thirds of the votes there. And then lastly, Brian Robinson or Raheem Mostert? Oh, Mostert. Putting the two of them together, you like Mostert better as well, just yeah. like Erickson. For all you fantasy players looking for something new, Fantasy Sports Evo offers a unique twist to daily fantasy sports. They offer a variety of contests where you select teams, not players, to build your fantasy lineup and compete for cash prizes. No need to worry about a player injury ruining your lineup. No sharks. Evo's single and limited entry contests help ensure fair play. No salary caps. Select any teams you like. Super easy, super fun, and for all sports fans, teams are selected for specific scoring categories and points accrue from individual player statistics for that category just choose your contest pick your teams and watch as your lineup climbs the leaderboard with our live scoring join fantasy sports evo today and claim your 100 deposit match terms apply visit fantasysportsevo.com or download the app which is available in both stores and start winning today guys let's move to the wide receivers here erickson who are your must start guys all right, I'll start with Tyler Lockett for the Seattle Seahawks. Again, someone that's really been underrated throughout draft season, but I think that he's in a really good position this week in week one. The Seahawks receiver has traditionally destroyed the Los Angeles Rams. Last year was no different. Two of his best games came against the Rams, highlighted by season high 128 receiving yards on nine catches back in week 13. JSN is coming back from his wrist injury. Pete Carroll expects him to play. I'll believe it when I see it. Because Pete Carroll says a lot of things about injuries, and a lot of times it's not what actually happens. So if JSN is limited in any capacity, I think that's going to mean Lockett's going to eat. Lockett's a good pick, even if JSN is fully healthy. So I still think that Lockett is really set up well in, in a game where I love the Seahawks passing game overall. So Lockett for me. Zay Flowers is another of the receivers I think that you can potentially start in week one. Look, he's a first-round rookie receiver with a clear path to targets. Mark Andrews has been kind of banged up a little bit. Odo Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman. We have not seen them play healthy yet so far this season. We have not seen them in the preseason. So I don't think it's crazy to think that Zay Flowers can really hit the ground running in a really good matchup against the Houston Texans. We know that the Ravens are going to score points on Houston as 10-point home favorites and just based on availability like I think Zay Flowers is the most available of the receivers in the Ravens passing core so don't be shying away from a rookie receiver you haven't seen yet because I think it is a good spot for Zay Flowers and then last but not least my guy Marvin Mims for the Denver Broncos future is now with Marvin Mims I just cannot wait to see Marvin Mims line up across from Marcus Peters or Jacorian Bennett third round rookie pick for the Las Vegas Raiders who's going to be starting on the outside for their defense their secondary can be beat 
Russell Wilson was horrible last year. Two of his best games came against the Raiders, despite him being so atrocious at times last year. So I don't expect Jerry Judy necessarily to suit up for this matchup or at least be at 100% due to his hamstring injury. So that should open up opportunities for Marvin Mims to produce. They traded up for him. I don't think they're going to shy away from getting him the ball early and often. I think Sutton is probably the favorite to lead the team in targets in week one. So I think that he is a strong play as well. But I think if you really want some splash upside in your flex spot, I think Marvin Mims is the guy. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that you picked a couple of rookies here because rookie receivers are somebody that that I think are very smart investments on draft day. But usually I think of them as like sort of the Justin Jefferson mold where the first couple of weeks he didn't do much and then kind of, you know, got used to the game, adjusted to the speed, whatever cliche you want to use. And was a monster through the rest of the season. Or like an Amon Ross St. Brown who crushes it at the end of the year and ends up being a league winner. So for guys like Zay Flowers and Marvin Mims, you clearly see the opportunity there given the other injuries in those teams' receiving core. But do you really think that these rookies, especially Mims, who's not even a day one rookie, can come in and actually be a must-start guy for your fantasy team right off the bat? Yeah, because they're going to get instant opportunity. I think that's what you were really highlighting there, where in the Justin, in the case of Justin Jefferson, like we were hesitant because we knew, oh, week one, like he's not a starter. And as we'll talk about a little bit later, like there are certain receivers that are rookies that are buried on their death charts, where it's like, no, you can't start this guy because he's not going to be running enough snaps. He's not going to be running enough routes to actually put up worthwhile fantasy production. But for Marvin Mims, like, he's going to be out there on all the snaps. Like he's going to be out there creating plays in a favorable matchup. Like that should be something that you want to chase just because you haven't seen it yet. Doesn't mean that, Oh, well, he's not gonna be able to do anything. Like he's going to be playing a lot. So that's why I like Mims again, I mentioned with Zay flowers. Like I want pieces of this Ravens offense in my lineup in all capacity. So if he's the healthiest guy, why can't it be him eating up all the targets in the passing game from Lamar Jackson? So, Hey, we don't have to go turn the, the turn the clock back too far. Marquise Brown, was pretty good in his rookie year in the first game. So I think this is a great opportunity to get ahead of the curve with some of these rookie receivers and not miss a potential blow-up game in week one. That Marquise Brown week one 2019 was <laughs> awesome. Just a spectacular <laughs> joy to watch. Uh, Fitz, quickly, Lockett, Flowers, Mims. I'm sure you have Lockett first of those guys, but are you you know on board with Erickson and all three of them? I am. Um, you know, I, I love having Lockett and uh, Flowers on my Scott Fishbowl team. And I actually have to bench Flowers. I'm playing six wide receivers and he's the odd man out. So excited about that. S- strong team. Uh, Erickson, some quick, who should I start? It's Tyler Lockett or Debo Samuel? Can it come with the caveat that if George Kittle doesn't play, it's got to be Debo? Uh, I, I mean, I'm still probably going to start Debo Samuel in, in most cases, just because I think that he, again, why, why was he falling in drafts? Because he's injury prone. He's healthy right now in week one, so I'm going to play him and take advantage of it. You can have all of the caveats you want. How about Zay Flowers or Sky Moore, a couple of young, talented guys? I'm going to go with Sky Moore in this situation. I think that just kind of following the targets, if there is no Travis Kelsey on Thursday night, I mean, I expect Sky Moore, who's the starting slot receiver for the Chiefs. Look, man, we're not going to get many opportunities where you can have Patrick Mahomes leading receiver in a matchup against the Lions. Yeah, I would probably go with Sky Moore there. So Debo Samuel got 80% of the vote in that first one. Tyler Lockett, 20%. And this next one, it's a lot closer. Zay actually gets 52% of the vote. Sky Moore, 48%. So another coin flip there. And then lastly, Marvin Mims or Rashad Bateman? Oh, uh, Marvin Mims for me, easy. Rashad Bateman, you got to show me that you can finish a game first before I'm going to put you in my starting lineup. Uh, Bateman got 70% of the vote. So he, uh, you're definitely going against consensus there. The consensus uh, is going to be taking the L on that one. <laughs> uh, I hope you're wrong there just for the Ravens perspective alone. <laughs> Fitz, give me your three must-start wide receivers. 
Jahan Dotson is one. Once again, we're picking on the Cardinals. All season, we're going to be targeting the Cardinals for fantasy. They are really thin at cornerback. Um, you know, and, and Dotson is poised for a bit breakout season. Seven touchdowns in 12 games last season and five games as a top 20 fantasy receiver. Plus, Terry McLaurin is dealing with turf toe. So it seems like Dotson is going to be uh, primed to get a lot of targets in that game. Michael Thomas, this goes back to what Erickson was talking about earlier with uh, the guys who are injury prone and, you know, who concern you in drafts. Well, if you get them, they're healthy now. And uh, Thomas is healthy now. And he's got that good matchup that we talked about with the Titans. They are a pass funnel. Titans are really good against the run. They're really bad against the pass. Um, and yes, like Michael Thomas, he's not going to be the 1,700-yard receiver. He was in 2019. Chris Olave is the, the sheriff in town now in New Orleans, but uh, Thomas can still be a fantasy-friendly possession receiver. And uh, Van Jefferson. I mean, I know the rookie Puka Nakua is getting a lot of buzz, but I think Stafford might want to lean more heavily on the veteran here without Cooper Cup in the lineup. Um, so, yeah, I, like I think those two are going to be on the same page, and I trust Van Jefferson a little more than I do Nakua. Uh, yeah, Fitz, you're filling in for Debro, who's under the weather, so we appreciate you stepping up today. Uh, I'm sure he appreciates that you still got in a Puka Nakua comment in this episode since he's about Puka's biggest fan. Uh, on Dotson, he's a guy that had a ton of helium this August that basically every analyst we talked to on this show all all draft season said, go out and draft Jahan Dotson. He seems like, to me, the type of guy who could very quickly establish himself as a guy who was ranked about 10 spots too low in receiver rankings all August. And it's only going to take a week or two for us to kind of adjust in the weekly rankings. Do you see that playing out? Yeah, I mean, we kind of saw flashes of why he was a first-round pick last year with his skill set. I mean, he pretty much does everything well. Like, he's he's fast and plays fast, good route runner, good after the catch, really good on contested catches. I mean, he is a baller. Erickson, just quickly before I get into the who should I start, Dotson, Michael Thomas, Van Jefferson, any disagreements here? Nope. I I capitulated on Michael Thomas on our previous show that we had done earlier in the week because I was like, I had him really low and I was like, man, he is healthy right now. So he, he probably is worthy of a start if you did if you did took a stab at him in draft day. All right, Fitz, Jahan Dotson or Brandon Ayuk this week? Wow, that's really close. Uh Ayuk. It's not actually close, according to the experts. Jahan Dotson gets 80% of that wow. vote. People are buying it early. I was surprised by that disparity. How about Michael Thomas or Gabe Davis? Michael Thomas. I don't want any part of that Gabe Davis-Jets matchup. You are very against consensus again. <laughs> Michael Thomas only gets 12% of the vote. Gabe Davis, 88%. And then lastly, Van Jefferson or Nico Collins? Van Jefferson. Let's see if I'm once again on the wrong side of the tracks. Uh, you actually couldn't be because this is exactly 50 50, oh, okay. according to the experts, but you have chosen your side. You guys know how much I love going to see sports in person. And now that the NFL is finally, finally back, I'm excited to check out Mile High Stadium right here in Denver. Or maybe I'll catch the defending NBA champion Nuggets too. Whichever sport I choose, the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on Game Time, the official ticketing partner of Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football team this September, download Game Time. And as you've heard us say before, it's not just football. Game Time is tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows all across the country. 
country. Download the Game Time app and redeem code FANTASYPROS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the Game Time app and enter code FANTASYPROS, all one word, for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed guys we're gonna kind of do the onesie positions qb and tight end and then also throw out a defense slash special teams here all in kind of one section so erickson who are your picks here must start quarterback tight end and defense i absolutely am in love with geno smith this week i think that if you went late round quarterback and you have geno you are sitting very very pretty average nearly 20 fantasy points per game over his last 20 starts with the seattle seahawks they have a super high Implied team total at 25 and a half points. Name a player on the Rams defense not named Aaron Donald. Try. It's an exercise. It's really hard because you can't because they've entirely overhauled this defense. So I think that Smith, with all of his weapons now at his disposal, with Metcalf, with Lockett, JSN, Ken Walker, Zach Charbonnet out of the backfield, Geno Smith, he, one of these quarterbacks that's popping in projections, he's, he's a QB7 in week one projections. So I think that ECR is lagging behind on Geno Smith. I have him as a top eight quarterback this week. I think that he's a great start. And I, I'm definitely trying to put him in all my lineups if I can, if I went late round quarterback. At tight end, I like Gerald Everett. You know, we're looking for, okay, if I can't find a tight end with a clear path to targets, what's the next best thing? Probably touchdown upside. Chargers, Dolphins, in the dome, potential shootout game. I like this spot for a Gerald Everett type of player. Now, is he going to see a boatload of targets with all the other receivers healthy? Not necessarily, but I expect Justin Herbert to throw three or even four touchdown passes. Gerald Everett was his guy in the red zone last season. So for me, I think that Gerald Everett is in a good spot. And I do think the Miami Dolphins, one of their weaknesses on the defensive side of the ball is at the linebacker position. So I think Everett can take advantage there, especially if he sees a larger role in Kellen Moore's offense that we saw work very favorable for a guy like Dalton Schultz over the last couple of years. And then for DST, it's got to be the Commanders. Like, if they're sitting out on your waivers anywhere, I mean, Joshua Dobbs is getting the start. He played two games last year, went 0-2. They're seven-point home favorites. And the Commanders actually have a good defense. They have, per PFF, the third-best defensive line entering the year, and that's with Chase, uh, Chase Young not even at 100% health. So I think that the Commanders' DST could totally overwhelm this Cardinals offense and rack up a ton of points, touchdowns, sacks, turnovers. I think you're sitting very, very pretty back in the nation's capital in week one. Quick, who should I start here for you, Erickson? Geno Smith, a guy you love this week, or Deshaun Watson, a guy you've loved all offseason? For week one, it's Geno Smith for me. Geno Smith, okay. And then just quickly on the Washington defense, obviously I'm pretty sure you could just fill this section every single week with whoever's facing the Cardinals. Do you actually like them as a defense that you might might be a multi-week kind of starter for fantasy you know, owners here? I do. I do think so, because in week two, they play the Denver Broncos. So if Russell Wilson comes out a little bit shaky in week one against a bad Raiders defense, then you may not need to drop the commanders and find some other defense. So they have a really good defensive line. Their secondary was bad last year, but they've made some improvements. They drafted some guys, brought some free agents in. So I do think that the commanders ranked pretty low in, in fantasy drafts overall outside of this week one match. But I think that they can be a DST that emerges as someone that you do start every single week, especially if they do improve personnel wise. Fitz, give me your quarterback, tight end, and defense. Tua is my quarterback, and we've talked about the big eight 
at quarterback during draft season. I think it would have been the big nine were it not for the concerns about two and his concussions. Um, but again, healthy now, and he is playing in one of the most fun games in the week one slate that uh, Chargers Dolphins potential shootout with its Vegas total of 51 points. And, uh, you know, of course, Tua gets to leverage the talents of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. At tight end, it is Tyler Higby. And in my week one rankings and tiers article, which all of you out there in podcast land should read, um, I pose the question, how does Tyler Higby not get a boatload of targets this week with Cooper Cup out? And uh, really, it's just a, a rhetorical question because he is going to get a boatload of targets. I'm pretty convinced of that. Like, who else is Stafford going to go to? Yes, maybe Van Jefferson, maybe Puka Nakua. Uh, I think Tyler Higby might be his main safety blanket in that game. And then the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to the Saints as what might be the best lazy man's defense of all time in fantasy football. I mean, the Saints schedule is ridiculous. Like they do not have any daunting matchups. Um, The slate of quarterbacks, the Saints face this year is a veritable who's who of mediocre quarterbacking and I mean the great thing is if you have the Saints like you literally do not need to replace them all season uh you know don't have to go on waivers every week figure out who's got the matchups who's looking good um set it and forget it baby I love a lazy man's defense, so I really appreciate that call, Fitz. Uh, I want to give you for who should I start, quarterback Tua Tungavailoa or Kirk Cousins? Tua. Easy. Tua. That's an easy one for you. All right, let's give a quick recap here. Must start running backs for Erickson, Jamal Williams, Rashad White, Khalil Herbert for Fitz, J.K. Dobbins, Raheem Mostert, Brian Robinson. At wide receiver, Erickson has Tyler Lockett, Zay Flowers, and Marvin Mims. Fitz has Jahan Dotson, Michael Thomas, Van Jefferson. Then at quarterback, Erickson's got Geno Smith. Fitz has got Tua. At tight end, Erickson has Gerald Everett. Fitz has Tyler Higbee. And at defense, Erickson has Washington Commanders. And Fitz has the New Orleans Saints. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Right now, I want to take some time to celebrate our everyday champions, our cars. Thanks to eBay Motors, we're keeping our rides running as smoothly as our fantasy teams. Our cars are more than just vehicles. They're partners in our daily hustle. They're there for the early morning commutes, the weekend getaways, and every crucial errand in between. Remember those times your car was the MVP, getting you to that important meeting or helping you make a last-minute pickup? Just like the right player in fantasy football, the right car makes all the difference in our daily game of life. The dependability a car provides is one of the cornerstones of our daily lives, which is why it's so important to maintain our vehicles the way we maintain our fantasy teams. Just like a well-managed fantasy team, maintaining your car requires strategy and foresight. It's all about knowing when to make those crucial upgrades or timely repairs. Ever experience the triumph of a DIY fix on your car? That perfect moment when everything comes together and your vehicle runs as smoothly as planned? That's what eBay Motors brings to the table, ensuring each part you choose is not just a temporary solution, but a perfect fit for your car's needs. Speaking of perfect fits, whether it's choosing the right fantasy player or finding the ideal part for your car, the right fit can make your day. There's a unique satisfaction when everything falls 
falls into place, be it a winning fantasy lineup or a car part that enhances your ride. That's why eBay Motors is dedicated to making sure you get that perfect fit every time. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're talking about some must-sit guys. Here in week one, these might be guys that you drafted high and there's not a very good matchup for them this week, or maybe there's an injury concern, or maybe it's a sleeper that you think you want to hold off another week on before actually starting them. Whatever the reason, these guys will share it. We're talking must-sits in week one. And Fitz, we will start with you with the running backs. Damian Pierce is a must-set. I can't think of a more nightmarish setup for a running back than Pierce has in Week 1. His Texans are 10-point road underdogs at Baltimore. Um, So Pierce is unlikely to have a run-friendly game script. Houston is going to be without three injured starters on the offensive line. Right tackle Titus Howard, left guard Kenyon Green, and center Juice Scruggs. And the Ravens are just a bad matchup to begin with, having allowed the fifth fewest rushing yards to running backs last season. I love Pierce, but he's such an easy fade for week one. Like, it would be a major accomplishment, I think, if he got to 50 rushing yards in this game. Um, Dalvin Cook, like, he's the second best running back on the Rams. Brees Hall is better. I I know Brees Hall is not going to get 20 touches in his first game back from a torn ACL, Um, But it's going to be a committee early in the season, and the Jets' offensive line is bad. So I just, uh, no thanks to Dalvin Cook in week one. Um, And I'm going to cheat here, Ryan, just all of the Colts. So I'm actually giving you five running backs instead of three. Um, I was a little bit interested in speculating in this backfield in week one because of how run-heavy the Colts are likely to be um, with Anthony Richardson at quarterback. But now with Zach Moss coming back, most likely from a broken arm when he was initially not expected to um, a three-headed backfield instead of a two-headed backfield now with Moss, Deion Jackson, Evan Hall, just too messy to get into. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I will allow you to cheat here with that Colt selection. On Pierce, you know, I, I obviously, again, I, I am a Ravens fan, as everybody knows. I've never been more excited about the offense than I am this year. I do wonder what the defense is going to look like. I also am a very big C.J. Stroud believer now. It's first game. It's on the road. It's a team that is very good at home and is very good historically against rookie quarterbacks. So that you would think would kind of knock down the entire offense. I think there's a chance, given that Marlon Humphrey is not going to play, that this is still kind of a new look defensive line. The, The linebackers come back you know, for Baltimore, but not necessarily the defensive line. They lost Calais Campbell, guys like that. So I wonder in general if it might be a little higher scoring on the Texans side than we expect, which could lead to maybe Pierce falling into the end zone. But I think that's what you're hoping for. I don't think you're going to see an efficient day out of him. I don't think you're going to see any sort of big blow up. I just think we might be a little undervaluing what the Texans offense can do against a banged up Ravens defense. Am I wrong there? Maybe we're overvaluing what the Ravens' defense is going to be like out of the shoot, but with those injuries on the Texans' offensive line, I, I just can't see C.J. Stroud doing a lot of business uh, against that Ravens' defense. On that, the road. That's, that's, that's pretty fair to me. Uh, some quick who should I start here. This is using our who should I start tool, fantasypros.com slash start, where we take all the experts, and you can put in whatever players you want, and we'll see who 
uh, who thinks he should start helping make those decisions. Damian Pierce or David Montgomery this week? Oh, Montgomery. Pierce gets 60% of the vote here, so the experts are going with him. Dalvin Cook or DeAndre Swift? I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift. You are going against consensus again. Cook gets 81% of the vote in that one. Swift just 19%. And then, to force you to pick somebody, I'm giving you a threefer, and you can go up to four players in this. Zach Moss, Evan Hall, or Deion Jackson? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say with Moss coming off the injury, Deion Jackson, who would have been the starter for sure had Moss not played, might still be. Um, but I think it's going to be Dion. So Dion does get by far the overwhelming vote. 87%, Evan Hall, 10%, Zach Moss, 3% there. Quickly, Erickson, Pierce, Cook, or any Colt, are you starting any of those guys in your leagues? Uh, no. Pro- probably Dalvin Cook would be the only guy I would consider starting, but he would be an RB3 and a flex play that doesn't really come with a lot of upside, more of just like a floor play. Let's stick with you, Erickson, here for your must-sit running backs. So sticking with the Jets running back theme, I'm going to be sitting Brees Hall. Uh, again, I don't think that either Jets running back is particularly a great play this week. Again, if it's going to be a committee, they're going to be splitting staffs 50-50. I don't think the Bills matchup is so horrible that you couldn't roll one of them out. But I think that if I had to bet on one guy being more productive or just seeing more usage, I'd bet on probably Dalvin Cook. They brought him in for a reason to kind of slow play Brees Hall coming back. Like, you don't need to be a hero week one with some of the players you have on your team. Like, don't think, okay, you probably drafted Brees Hall because of what he's going to do in the second half of the year. So remember that, and don't be so, I got to start him now in week one. I got to show that I was right about being bullish on Brees Hall. It's like, no, like, take a step back. If you have alternatives, play a guy that's set up better, like a Jamal Williams, like a player that is set up to be the bell cow in their backfield, even if you drafted them after a guy like Brees Hall. So Brees Hall, for me, I'm going to be sitting down. DeAndre Swift, Eagles are cowards. They listed four running backs at the start of their depth chart. They don't even know who their starting running back is. So as a fantasy manager, how can you possibly start any Eagles running back with confidence when I'm pretty sure the Eagles don't know who their starting running back is? So that's just a a swing that I'm not going to take. I need to see how this plays out. And chances are, we're probably going to see a lot of work for each guy. And you're going to be like, wow, like I can't start any of these guys until somebody gets hurt. So keep them on the bench. Let it play out, and I think the Patriots' defense overall is a pretty good unit. It's not a run sieve like something else like the Texans or one of these teams. So even it, it, the matchup doesn't really call for, oh, it's got to start Swift this week. Don't really think that's the case. And then lastly is Miles Sanders for me. Now, this is probably the guy that I feel not as confident as the other two sits. He is ranked, I think, inside the top 24 ECR as a starting running back for the Carolina Panthers. But I just don't have a lot of faith in the Panthers. Like, they have a lot of injuries at the receiver. Their offensive line has looked really bad during the preseason. We haven't seen Miles Sanders at all during the preseason. We still don't know if he's going to catch passes or not in this offense, despite what the coach speak has been. And I think this Falcons defense is very improved from last year. Again, you talked about Clayus Campbell. Where is he now? He's on the Atlanta Falcons. Jesse Bates on the Atlanta Falcons. Like, they added a lot of talent during the offseason to really revamp a defense that was basically a... A whipping bag last year like they could get run on they could get thrown on I don't think that's going to be the case here in week one you have a rookie quarterback making his first start on the road hostile environment the Falcons are excited with Bijan Robinson coming in you got Drake London Kyle Pitts is healthy I think that the Falcons are going to come away with a win here and I think that's going to be struggling for Bryce Young and then Miles Sanders the Eagles may not know who their starting running backs are, but they sure know their starting receivers. And if you guys want a chance to win a signed 
A.J. Brown Philadelphia Eagles jersey, courtesy of BettingPros.com, your place to start betting smarter and not harder. You need to subscribe to the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel right now. Comment below on this video, and that's it. We will be announcing a winner right here on the channel, so make sure to turn on those notifications so you can be alerted when new episodes are up and you can claim your prize. Yeah, Erickson, on, on these guys, I mean, it's it's a lot of guys that you can really make the case for the upside for, but it's hard to see it in week one. I'm with you on Sanders. I was kind of bullish on the Panthers coming into the offseason, and I, I really like Bryce Young. I really like the coaching upgrades they made. I thought the receiving core is, like, uninspiring, but it's it's not actually abysmal. There's no stars or anything, but, like, Adam Thielen kind of knows what he's doing. DJ Chark kind of knows what he's doing. They just look so bad all August. Like it's, I, I think the floor is a lot lower than I kind of anticipated getting into the preseason. So I, I'm with you on Sanders. Fitz, just quickly, Brees Hall, DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders. Do any of these guys interest you this week? Yeah, I mean, like I'm going to be starting. I think Sanders and uh, Brees Hall in leagues where I went zero RB, and um, you know, kind of have no other choice. But for the most yeah, you part, sound, yeah, you sound thrilled about it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super excited, <laughs> for being honest. All right, Eric. So let's do a couple. Of who should I start here? Brees Hall or Antonio Gibson? Ooh, that one's interesting because I don't really love the Gibson matchup this week as much. But I think Gibson is healthier and he's still an explosive running back. So I'm going to go with AJ. Brees Hall gets 73% of that vote in the who should Anchor biases. Anchor I, I, bias. Well, I, I just love that you guys are going against the consensus. I think that makes for a more interesting conversation here. So uh, I appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, how about DeAndre Swift or Samaje Pirine? I think for this one, I would probably go with Swift. I think that if we both see them have limited touches, I just know Swift is the more explosive running back in space. And I think that he could probably do more and create more on a limited workload than a guy like Pete Ryan, who I think needs a little bit more volume. It's essentially a coin flip. Swift gets 51% of the vote. So just barely you're in line with consensus. And then Miles Sanders or Alexander Madison. And I will warn you, this is another coin flip. Yeah, see, the thing is, like, I don't like either guy, but I would probably lean on the Madison side. Just looking at the implied team totals, you know, you talked about the Texans with Damian Pierce. The only team that has more, or the only teams that have less in that bottom three implied team totals, it's the Cardinals, the Texans, and the Carolina Panthers. Like, we're not viewing the Miles Sanders matchup like Damian Pierce matchup, but when you just look at implied team totals, Vegas is like, no, like, this matchup is a lot like the Damian Pierce matchup, and as fits just perfectly alluded to like that's a matchup that you don't want any part of and I think that Sanders is going to kind of fall into that bucket as well even if it's not initially there in the ECR rank so I'm going to continue to fade Miles Sanders and just go with Alexander Madison he plays on the Vikings who I'm much more confident at least score points against the Buccaneers slight lean from the experts Madison gets 51% of the vote Sanders just 49% guys as much as I love the actual fantasy football season I'm not sure there's anything that tops fantasy football draft night. And there's nothing, I mean nothing in the world, more fun than live drafting with your friends. And the best way to kick it up a notch at your live drafts every year is with a case of Miller Lite. I had a few live drafts this August, and every single time the hero of the night was the one who brought the Miller Lite, the 96-calorie beer that tastes like beer and is perfectly brewed for everything summer and fall have to offer. And now that the season is here, 
The good times continue every game day. You can bet when I'm kicking back on Sunday night after a long day of tweeting about fantasy football, it will be with a Miller Lite in my hand as I unwind with Sunday night football. So with a Miller Lite in your hand, summer doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash FantasyPros. That's MillerLite.com slash FantasyPros. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Fitz, let's move to the wide receivers here. Who are you sitting this week? Marquise Brown. He's got a hamstring injury, uh, a, a hamstring issue. He might also have a quarterback issue with uh, Joshua Dobbs. Just named the starter yesterday. And uh, now I realize that because Cardinals head coach uh, Jonathan Gannon was able to keep the identity of his starting quarterback secret <laughs> for so long, Washington is going to be totally unprepared for the Josh Dobbs experience. He's probably going to throw for 500 yards, uh, but I'm still sitting Hollywood Brown in that one. Gabe Davis. I think that the Jets defense is the skull and crossbones matchup of the season for opposing passing games. Like the Jets can put pressure on without blitzing. Uh, they've got maybe the best cover man in the league in Sauce Gardner and other good cornerbacks in DJ Reed and Michael Carter, the other Michael Carter. Um, like Gabe Davis is big play dependent and the Jets just aren't going to give up many big plays this year. So don't want to start Gabe Davis on Monday night. And uh, Michael Pittman. Like, I, I like Pittman. He's good. The poor dude got saddled with Dusty Matt Ryan last year, and now he's stuck with a rookie quarterback who completed 53.8% of his passes at Florida last year in his only season as a college starter. Like, I like Anthony Richardson. I, I think his toolkit is great, but it's going to be not pretty in the passing game early on as he gets acclimated to facing NFL defenses. So I just I don't want to play Pittman at all. I also think the Colts are going to be really run-heavy to help sort of protect Anthony Richardson and move him in as the Eagles were two years ago in Jalen Hurts' first season as a starter with uh, Shane Steichen calling the plays for Philly that year. I could not be more in lockstep with you on Michael Pittman. I really, really like the talent of Anthony Richardson. I think long-term he has a great future, not just as a fantasy asset given the legs, but as an NFL quarterback. I really believe in him, and I love him this year as a fantasy quarterback given those legs but I do not trust any receiver in that offense, especially in his first game going up against what I think should be an improved defense this year. Um, on Gabe Davis, do you ex you don't expect to see Sauce Gardner on him. He would be on digs, or do you think it'll kind of just be like the secondary as a whole will be pretty locked down? I I don't know if it's going to be a shadow situation at, at all. So um, like, I think it's possible Gabe sees all of those guys and sees some of Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Uh, Erickson, Marquise Brown, Gabe Davis, Michael Pittman. How are you feeling about those three? Um, I don't think I drafted really any of them this this draft season. Maybe a little bit of Gabe Davis here and there. But look, Gabe Davis is a boomer bust wide receiver. And when the matchup clearly screams, hey, this is a bad matchup, like don't play him. But then when he has a softer matchup, you play him in those games. Like you can be selective when you're in that wide receiver 3-4 territory like a Gabe Davis where, okay, this is probably not the week to play him, but that doesn't mean that he's going to be a total bust all year long. He's going to have spike weeks. It's just not shaving up to really be week one against the Jets. Fitz, Marquise Brown or Christian Kirk this week? Christian Kirk. Yep, consensus has Kirk 85%, so you're in line there. Gabe Davis or George Pickens? George Pickens. Pickens also the consensus favorite, 73%. Davis just getting 27%. And then Michael Pittman or Marquise Brown, two of the guys you don't like. Oh, man. Um, 
I guess yeah. you know, like if if he's healthy enough to go, I'd go with Hollywood Brown. That you are going against consensus. Pittman gets seventy eight percent there. People are just not trusting the Cardinals in any capacity. Erickson, give me your three must sit receivers. Yep, I'm going to start with a rookie receiver that I don't think is going to have a big role in week one. That's Quinn Johnston for the Los Angeles Chargers. Kind of had an up and down training camp, which kind of aligns with his prospect profile. Kind of this boomer bust guy, really high highs, but some really low lows. And I just think that don't expect a lot from him in week one. Don't know what his role is. Not confident. You know, we have reports saying that he's behind Joshua Palmer on the depth chart for week one. Now, that's not going to necessarily be the case all year long. So don't, this isn't a, okay, Johnson's going to be a bust all year. But for week one, just leave him on the bench. Let's see how things kind of play out here with this Chargers offense. A lot of the playmakers all healthy. The next guy for me is Jerry Judy. Still don't know what his exact availability will be for the Broncos, but I'm still shying away from a guy who's just carved off the field with a hamstring injury. Like Jerry Judy's dealt with a lot of lower body injuries since entering the NFL. He's not really shown that he can play as effectively through injuries. So even if he's active, just leave him on the bench. I want to make sure that he's fully healthy before I start him in any lineup. And then lastly, somewhat similar to Jerry Judy is Rashad Bateman. Look, Bateman could be the number one receiver on the Ravens. He could also be the number four option in the passing game. So yes, I do like the matchup overall against the Texans score points. But I will also say the Texans have some underrated defensive backs. Derek Stingley was a former first round pick that they have in the secondary. They have a really strong nickel cornerback, a couple safeties that brought over from the 49ers with D'Amico Ryans coming over. So they were about average in terms of EPA allowed per dropback last season in their secondary. Again, we talked about how bad the run defense is. Their pass defense is much better. So I would say Rashad Bateman is someone else I'd like to leave on the bench this week to really see how this Ravens target share kind of shakes out. I think it's going to be Andrews and Flowers at the top with Bateman and Odell Beckham probably looking for targets at the bottom. Yeah, I find Rashad Bateman to be a really fascinating player that I almost wish we had talked a little bit more about this offseason because when on the field, he has looked really good. Now, he's been in an offense where they didn't use him as much as we would have liked to have seen. Obviously, he was fantastic at Minnesota in college, and he has been fantastic statistically when he's been on the field for the Ravens, just hasn't been often. He's not on the injury report this week. Like, he is healthy. I think that the percentage chance that he ends up wide receiver one for the Ravens this year isn't that high, but I think it's a lot higher than maybe he was given credit for this offseason. This is an offense we're really excited about with an MVP-level quarterback, with a new offensive coordinator, and he might be wide receiver one in that offense, and he was going like well into the hundreds you know, in, in pretty much every draft. I, I'm with you, and then I kind of want to see how it pans out maybe before I'm starting him with confidence. I actually want to ask you, as one of these start sits, though, Rashad Bateman or Odell Beckham Jr. or Zay Flowers? It sounds like Flowers is number one, so out of Rashad and Odell, who would you rather start? So it's actually Odell for me, and it's not because I think that he's, oh, like the better player. I usually always try to bet on youth over a guy that's much older coming off, you know, torn ACLs. But I would say Beckham because I think that he probably has the best chance of catching a touchdown. You know, Beckham, when he was with the Rams, that's kind of what his calling card was as this red zone savant where he's not really making splash plays downfield. Ken Bateman, when he was productive last year, it was because he was making big plays, like he making explosive plays down the field. So when they get into the red zone, I think that's where Beckham is probably going to take advantage based on his veteran savviness as a route runner. So I could see him catching a touchdown, which I think would ultimately put him ahead in my rankings inside of Rashad Bateman, because I think they'll probably see similar target volume overall. Bateman's getting 61% of the vote, Odell 39%. So it is it is kind of lopsided towards 
Bateman, but I'm I'm kind of with you. I think if they're looking for somebody in the red zone, they'll be able to. I, Lamar is like an Odell fan. You know, he grew up watching Odell when he was in high school. I think he really likes the idea of kind of like getting to play with Odell and targeting him for a touchdown. I think kind of excites Lamar based on what I could tell from the uh, the press conferences. Um, I'm not going to ask you about Jerry Judy just because it's injury based on that one. Um, but then the other starts at uh, Quentin Johnston or Darnell Mooney this week. Yeah, I think I'd probably just go with Darnell Mooney. I, I feel more confident about his role in the offense and there's not a chance you have this potential chance where if you see Jair Alexander you know he's covering DJ Moore uh more of the plays maybe that opens things up a little bit for Darnell Mooney now in most cases I'm not starting either guy either Mooney or Quentin Johnson but I think I'm more confident in Mooney's role as a full-time player in that Bears offense and he could see some favorable looks if Alexander is you know falling around DJ Moore Mooney is getting 90% of the vote there, so no dilemma according to the experts. Say goodbye to your own start-sit dilemmas with Fantasy Pro's start-sit assistant. Within seconds, you know exactly who to play for optimal results each week. Leveraging insights from numerous experts, the start-sit assistant aligns your lineup decisions with the top minds in fantasy football, giving you a competitive edge. Maximize your lineup's potential with just a few clicks. Head to fantasypros.com slash myplaybook and make winning decisions in no time. Guys, we're going to go to the section where we kind of throw all the onesie positions together. We're going to do a must-sit quarterback, a must-sit tight end, and a must-sit defense here. Fifth starting for you for all three. Oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, the Bills allowed the third-fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks last year. So tough matchup for Rodgers. And I hate that we know an Aaron Rodgers offense with uh, Nathaniel Hackett calling the plays is going to be glacially slow-paced. And uh, when they were together for three years in Green Bay, when Hackett was the offensive coordinator there, the Packers ranked dead last in offensive pace in two of those years, and I believe they were 28th in the third year. So they're going to constantly take the play clock down to one or zero seconds. Uh, You're going to lose plays, and that's just like marginal fantasy value. You win in fantasy at the margins, and, uh, you know, so that is sort of bothersome if you are a Rodgers investor. Chigo Conquo, tight end, just a tough matchup. I mean, the Saints smothered opposing tight ends last year, gave up a league low 509 receiving yards uh, to them. Only two touchdown catches allowed to tight ends last year. Just best to keep a Conquo on ice for a week, I believe. And then the Buffalo Bills are my must-sit defense. Uh, But wait, Fitz, why do you want to fade both Aaron Rodgers and the Buffalo defense that he's going to be facing I'm glad you asked, Fitz. Uh, It's mainly about interception avoidance, which Aaron Rodgers is one of the best at of all time. Like, that is his forte. Yes, he did throw 12 interceptions last year, but that was the first time he's had double-digit interceptions in a season since 2010. Um, Like, what we're looking at for defenses are sack potential and interception potential. And, uh, yeah, you can sack Aaron Rodgers, but rarely are you going to intercept him. So uh, I just kind of want to avoid the Bills defense because of that. It's almost like Fitz is a pro's pro because that was the exact question I was going to ask. Why would you sit both the quarterback and the defense he's going against? And you gave us a great answer right away. So I will just jump to the who should I start for you here. I want to ask about the tight end this time. Chiga Conquo or Dalton Schultz? Schultz. You're You're starting Schultz? Yeah, I th- I think Schultz is going to be maybe a safety blanket with all those injured offensive yeah. linemen for the Texans. Chigakonko is getting 59% of the vote there, so it's mm. close, but the experts do disagree with you. Quickly, Erickson, 
Rodgers, Buffalo defense, Aconquo, any interest in starting any of these guys? No. Do not want to start either of them. All right. Let's go to your quarterback, tight end, and defense, Erickson. Going to take the low-hanging fruit. Um, sitting Matthew Stafford because he doesn't have Cooper Cup, and I just can't do it. You just can't have it. Like, that's all the analysis you need. You just can't start. He threw 10 touchdowns last year in nine games, Matthew Stafford. Like, what are we doing here? He can't run. He doesn't have his best wide receiver. The Seahawks defense, I don't think, is some juggernaut unit, but you're just praying if you're starting Stafford this week, and, and I'd rather start Sam Howell. Like, I'd rather pick him. I'd rather start Kenny Pickett. There's a bunch of other players you could easily start off the waiver wire opposed to Matthew Stafford. At tight end, my must-sit is Greg Dulcich. So a lot of people are actually thrusting out Greg Dulcich as their tight end one this week after drafting him, but based on the preseason usage, you cannot have any confidence that this guy is going to be a full-time player. Like, he was playing behind Adam Troutman in the Broncos' offense. Now, Adam Troutman, remember, was brought over from the New Orleans Saints where he was there with Sean Payton. Sean Payton, obviously, now the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. So if you're starting Greg Dulcich, you have him in your lineup as your drafted tight end, I would look to the waiver wire. I, I would just straight up drop Greg Dulcich and pick someone else up, someone that, like a Tyler Higby, like a Gerald Everett, even one of these rookie tight ends, uh, Luke Musgrave or Sam Laporta. Those guys have full-time roles in their respective offenses. Greg Dulcich does not. So even though he's an explosive player that flashed at times last year, it's so hard for tight ends to be productive when they're not running all the routes on the offense. And I still have question marks overall about Denver's offense in general. So Greg Dulcich is a must-sit for me. And honestly, a guy that I don't feel, I feel comfortable dropping to go to the waiver wire for another tight end with more upside name in a better clear-cut role on their offense. And then lastly, for DST, it's going to be the New England Patriots for me. It's kind of the reason why I wasn't drafting them because they're playing the Philadelphia Eagles in week one. Now, I don't think the Patriots are necessarily the worst defense because they're a good real-life defense that definitely is their strength of their unit. But again, 10th lowest in the DST projections. And I just think that there's a, a, a flurry of better options you can get off waivers, Broncos, Steelers, Jaguars, Seahawks, Packers. Like, there's a bunch of other options that I would just much rather play than the Patriots DST. I just don't feel like I need to, like, risk them playing against a really high-powered Eagles offense at full strength. I don't need to be here a week one by, like, no, I'm playing the Patriots DST at home. Like, they're going to cause the upsets. Like, no, just, like, play the Packers against the Bears. Like, just do, like, just don't overthink it. I think you can get away from the Patriots DST for some better options. Fitz, I'm assuming you agree on all three of those. I do. Yeah, he makes really good points, uh, especially against the Patriots. There's no way you can roll them out against the Eagles yeah. in week one. Yeah, no chance. I, yeah, I win the most matchup dependent defensive you know player ever. I will never, ever just start a good defense regardless of matchup. That, that's a very obvious one. Uh, take us home, Erickson, with the last who should I start, Matthew Stafford or Jordan Love? I'm going Jordan Love. Like his matchup better. The experts agree. Jordan Love getting 76% of the vote there that will do it for our must sit show here this week week one again guys we made it the long national nightmare of the fantasy football offseason is over we are here we have football back it's awesome it's a great time it's an exciting time where everybody believes their fantasy team can win uh, and we are here to help you do just that if you missed the must start show please go check it out we did that earlier today that can be found live every single week on twitter so follow us there for Erickson and Fitz, thank you again for filling in for D-Bro. I'm Ryan Wormley. Everybody also go check out the Game Time, Miller Lite, Air Medicare Network, Sleeper, all the stuff we mentioned throughout the show. Uh, for, for the guys, I'm Ryan. We'll see you guys again next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 
Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.